30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the house. I've thrown the door wide open at my house. Come on in, y'all. I'm Rosie Romero. My son, Romy, is here in studio with me. My wife, sweet Jennifer, of 40 years, luckiest girl on the planet, is in the call screener booth, and she'll take your call at one 767 Pete, our broadcast engineer, is here to make sure all the buttons and dials are adjusted this just right. Why our ordinary, not our ordinary, but our regular <laughs> broadcast engineer, just happens to be wetting a line at my favorite place in the whole world to fish south of New Orleans on Grand Isle. Did you see the pictures he sent of those mm. bull reds he caught? I thought he, I, Woo-hoo. last I heard, he didn't, he's been there all week and he hadn't got, he's, so he's originally from Lafayette and yes. has this theory that 10 days after a hurricane is the best saltwater fishing uh, for the Gulf, and so they went back to follow the last storm that came through the Gulf. And, but it it was so bad, he, they never even got to fish. Yeah, it was so windy, they didn't, couldn't even get the boats out on the water. But apparently that has laid down, and they have been out. And he sent a picture yesterday of some giant bull reds. Wow. I mean, he finally finally got some lines in the water. So we're all here this this. The moral of the story is we're all here now in studio to talk to you about your house, home, castle, or cabin. This is the hour that we clear the lines. We have all the lines completely empty right now. And if you have a project that you're trying to tackle around your house, home, castle, or cabin, you give us a toll-free number at one 767 And we will put my 40 Eight years of building and remodeling experience. Romy's 20 years of building and remodeling experience will combine all of that for you and try and talk you through whatever project or dilemma that you've got. If you're trying to maintain, improve, remodel, just give us a ring. We can talk you through the tricks of the trade and the tips. We can give you tool recommendations. We can give you material and product recommendations. Um, whatever it is you're trying to tackle. And if if you go and you venture into an area we're not that familiar with, well, then we've been doing it long enough, and we've been doing it all across the state, that if we don't know the answer, we won't try and buffalo you. We'll put you in touch with somebody right in your neighborhood that will have the right answer for you, regardless of what you're trying to get done. Like, for instance, like Jennifer never lets me. I, ha- I have an electrical toolbox. I don't think that thing's been open since the last time I got electrocuted trying to exchange the garbage disposal at the house. She she keeps that toolbox under lock and key and anytime something electric needs to be serviced at the house, we make the phone call. She doesn't like it when I test 120 volt by licking my, my thumb and my finger and touching it to see if it's hot. She makes her nervous. So give us a ring, one 767 We certainly uh, are enjoying a beautiful weekend here 
We have our we have our fellow citizens and Americans on the East Coast that we're certainly holding up in prayer. Have talked to a it's the area of the country we're originally from. We're from South Louisiana. We've landed in Phoenix in 1965, uh, but still a lot of family back on the Southeast Coast and the Gulf Coast. And this has been a monster, a monster storm. We're talking how many? Gallons of water? Uh, let's see. They're, they're estimating yeah, will the, fall. The, from the sky. 18 trillion? Not what will storm surge in from the ocean. Just what's going to fall from the sky. 18 trillion gallons. They say that's... I don't know how you calculate that, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. But they, better, but they better know how to calculate it. Fear River... Flows at 35 feet. They're anticipating flood crest Monday at 62 feet. <laughs> Imagine. That's some water. I mean, that's a lot of water. The amount of water falling out of the sky in this week in that area, would, if Chesapeake Bay was empty, it would fill it. Well, it would fill Lake Pleasant. Powell. I'm sorry, Powell. Two point two times. Phil Lake Powell. Twice, oh, more than twice. That's a lot of watershed. If you spread it across the state of Arizona, you know we average what seven inches of rain on average. This storm would provide almost five inches of that. It would almost all of our annual rain, and in the whole state. In the whole state. Gosh, I understand that that much water will cover all of Texas two inches deep. I mean, so we're talking some serious, serious water. Uh, we're our and on the topic of water. In our home remodeling business and in our home repair advice, homeowners don't realize how much trouble they have with water, and so much of it is when the housing boom hit Arizona after World War II. The builders were primarily military service people that were here experiencing the gorgeous desert environment from the Midwest and the South and the East Coast. And they came and just figured, well, it never rains here, so we'll just ignore all moisture-related dilemmas and problems. And the homes of the 70s and 80s when we started at first we were building virtually everything in masonry and you could kind of ignore the implications of moisture and then we started flipping to more and more frame more and more lath and plaster more and then we went to foam and chicken wire and how we did or didn't pitch our roofs how we treated the valleys of our roofs, how we treated all of the components that came together, the different materials as they joined each other. Moisture is the biggest single problem we have in homes in Arizona. We're constantly fighting to repair issues of moisture. Not only moisture from your plumbing system and obvious in, inside leak but moisture from 
the rains and how we haven't properly acclimated or flashed a particular home or application. So water is that mysterious, mysterious product that, of course, can't live without, but it does cause its share of problems when we get involved in the building industry. So let me take you for a minute to Rosie on the House, our website, rosieonthehouse.com, and take a look at our calendar of events. Quite a few things coming up. Uh, Just be in a couple more weeks, we're going to be down in Tucson for the Saba Home Show. For those of you in southern Arizona, Casa Grande, Pima County, Pinal County, Santa Cruz County, Cochise County, get over to the Saba Home Show and uh, join us. We'll be broadcasting live. That's the first weekend in October, October 5th. And uh, they've got the, the, it's, it's one of the absolute better home shows in, in the whole state. Uh, and we've been, believe me, in the last 30 years, we've been to all of them. Saba does a great job. So I don't think anyone does a better job. I mean, just for this fact that the the tri-tip sandwich you can buy. (laughs) (laughs) I I know people that go to the Saba Home Show just to buy a tri-tip. Oh, I I get two. One for the weekend and one we cut up in freezing bags and just munch on it and pull it out (laughs) over the next week or two. And, and, you know, we raise our own beef. Yeah, that's right. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, he marinates it and, and barbecues it up pretty good. Some of the other things we've got at that Rosie on the House calendar is we've got the Arizona Recycling Coalition Annual Conference coming up. How about the sixth annual Mesquite Pancake Breakfast? What is that about, Romy? What do we got going on there? You know, that is... Trees matter. So it... It's an event that started. There's a, a mill specifically for grinding mesquite beans. And it's a, a local group that really, you know, to promote, uh, you know, local. Pretty hard to get any more local than a mesquite pancake. <laughs> and harvesting mesquite. Jennifer's played with harvesting mesquite just out of our front yard with all of our little orchard of mesquite. It's kind of tricky. There's some real rules to harvesting mesquite beans. Like, you, you you can't pick them up off the ground, like, after it's rained one time. Well, they say never to pick it up off the ground. Okay. So Horses don't mind. Horses don't mind. So unless you want to, you could lay down like a sheet and bang them out of the tree. But once it rains, they said the mold is too risky. But when you look at the pictures of the ancient peoples doing it, they would rake them through coals. So I think it must have killed whatever mold would have grown. So there might be something to that. Maybe you could just zap them in the oven. I'm not recommending it. I'm just still trying to (laughs) figure it out. Well, that's on our event calendar, Trees Matter Pancake Breakfast. It's the sixth annual Mesquite Pancake Breakfast. Can I get a pass that morning? Yeah, I guess I probably would. I wonder if they'll have some mesquite tortillas. Mm. we got to find that mesquite tortilla manufacturing plant in Tucson again. I've lost track of where they distribute. It really is very tasty, kind of a little nut-like flavor, those, those, mellow. I'll take a mesquite tortilla over a, a flour or a corn tortilla any day. So that's going to be in downtown Phoenix on the 27th. So take a look at any events at rosieonthehouse.com. And if you've got an event with your group that you'd like posted, uh, send it to us. And if it's something that uh, we think our listeners will be interested in, we'd be happy to post it there for you at rosieonthehouse.com. The lines are open, one 767 
888-344-4348. Let us hear about what it is you're trying to tackle around your house, home, castle, or cabin today and see if we can't help you some way, somehow, right now. I want to talk to all of you that are thinking about buying a new car. And I'll tell you, we were out at Sanderson Ford. Uh, They huddle all their sales consultants get together. We brought them out some Cajun boudin, some buttermilk biscuits, and fed them breakfast. And it was very interesting when the sales manager was asking new people who had come recently to work for Sanderson, what did they think of the experience? And these new people were saying, you know, and, and, and the average tenure at Sanderson Ford is over 20 years. But the new guys were saying, they, we've never worked at a car dealership that treats the customers the way this one does. It's the way I've been treated at Sanderson Ford, and I've been shopping there over 20 years. If you're shopping for a new vehicle, get to Sanderson Ford in Glendale. You just need to know one thing. They're always closed on Sunday. They're the largest Ford dealership in the country, and there's a reason for that. Go find out why. Oh, yeah. Rocking and rolling our way through a beautiful Saturday morning. We here at Rosie on the House have just discovered that we have a small dilemma with our phone system. Generally, when we come on air and give the phone number, you have to be quick to the dial or you're just going to get a busy signal. And we don't have one phone call coming in. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking, Okay, we're the only ones in Arizona today. But we have discovered that me, Rosie Romero, did not properly set our phone system. So if you would, last night, since I was the last one to leave the office. So if you'd like to talk to us this morning, forget the free number that I've been giving you. You will actually need to call the flagship station in Phoenix And we'll pick your call up. It's 602-277-5827. If you've been trying to get in and you've got that burning question, you've been waiting all week to try and get, I want you to accept my personal apology. I did not properly set the phones. That number again is 602-277-5827. While we're waiting for people to redirect and the calls are now coming in now, uh, I wanted to share a little bit to all of our listeners. We've been told recently uh, by someone in the industry that unsolicited, they came to me and they said, Rosie, we feel from empirical evidence throughout the state of Arizona Over the years, you've had as much impact as improving the quality of construction overall than almost any other single factor in the state. Part of the documentation that was kind of lending to that conclusion was the number of times we take issues to the attorney general and to the other agencies at the very front end of scams and frauds. And it happened again recently 
where Jennifer was alerted to a particular contractor, a couple contractors that were using a third-party sales force out in Sun City and literally shaming people into signing contracts for storm damage the homeowners didn't even know they had and was hard to even verify that it was a justifiable claim, but the independent third-party salespeople, estimators, shall we call them, uh, were buffaloing and shaming and literally using fear to get people to sign these contracts. And we've pretty well, with Jennifer's soapbox sessions on the topic and phone calls to insurance companies in the area, pretty well have kind of tied that up. And so it's just one more instance where we can have the, like like uh, Misty Hyman said last week, it's the privilege of the platform that you're given the opportunity to make a stand, you're given the talking box and the platform to do it, and so we do it. So I was tickled to death about that. But having said that, I want to kind of reach out to all of you and beg for mercy We get dozens and dozens of phone calls at our office all week long by homeowners who have been cheated by contractors. Well, they're not being cheated by Rosie on the House certified contractors, so there's nothing we can do. We can give you a little advice. We can redirect you to the Register of Contractors. But we are not a statewide policing agency. We are a home improvement radio show with a website that has screened contractors. And if you're not using our contractors and you have a problem, there's nothing we can legally do to help you. So the moral of the story is when you want something done at your house, Go to our webpage, rosieonnouse.com. Go to select uh, a certified partner, plug in your zip code, list what it is you want done, whether it's roofing, air conditioning, cabinets, countertops, painting, drywall, flooring, air conditioning, electric, plumbing, and then hit find. And our website will automatically find the contractors closest to you in those particular arenas And now when you use a Rosie certified contractor, should you have a dilemma or a problem, then you get in touch with us and we get it taken care of. Now, for those of you that remember the old TV commercials about the Maytag repairman who never had anything to do, our contractor referral directory, to our knowledge, is the only contractor referral directory with a full-time complaint resolution officer. And that man literally has nothing to do, very little to do. So that's one of the reasons Arizona homeowners have elected Rosie on the House, the number one contractor referral directory in the entire state nine years in a row. Christy, Sandy, we'll get to your calls right after this short break. All right. There are people listening. 
<laughs> Rosie just has to get out the right phone number. Due to human error, me in particular, if you want to talk to us today, ordinarily we give you a toll-free number, but Rosie did not set that up last night. We have to call forward that through our 1-800 number. If you want to talk to us today, call us at 602-277-5827. Let's bring Christy calling from Tempe. We've got Sandy calling from Moon Valley, Jeff and Mike from Peoria. Christy, good morning. We're going to take you first. How can we help you? Good morning. I was calling with a question about the order in which to do outdoor repairs to my house. Okay. Um, We've got quite a few things. Uh, We bought a fixer-upper, and it was built in the 80s, and we have quite a few things that need to be addressed outside. Um, Damaged garage doors, uh, a lot of dry rot on the trim around the house, um, and new windows, new exterior doors. And what we're trying to understand is the best sequence in which to do those repairs, or if there is a best sequence. Uh Uh-huh. How about the yard itself? Um, the yard itself is in pretty good shape. Uh, it's been well cared for, which is good. We had a nice. couple problem trees, but we already took care of those. Okay. And you said the garage doors, are they operable? They're operable, but they've got um, gaps in them and dents in them, so they don't seal all the way to the pavement right now. And the exterior um, siding you were talking about, it's all wood exterior siding? Yeah, it's just the trim, um, but it is—it's all wood trim, and there's a lot of dry rot in it right now. Home built in the '80s. What are the cross streets? We're near Warner and McClintock. Okay, and the windows are original single pane aluminum. They are. Okay, and the wood the trim that you're talking about—I'm trying to. What is on the outside of the walls of the house? Is it stucco uh, or is it wood? It's stucco. Okay. All right. But on the roof line all around the house, um, there's just a, a large wood trim on the roof line all that, the way around. That's called the fascia. Okay. Okay, that's a fascia board, uh, and that's all in pretty bad shape? Yeah, we've got dry rot and pieces are cracked, and okay. all uh, right. some of them aren't secured very well. And how long have you been in the house, Christy? About a year. Okay. And did you get a home inspection when you bought it? We did. Okay, and you were body you knew it was a fixer upper, but in that report does it say that the roof is in pretty good shape? Yes, luckily the roof was re- uh, replaced not very long ago. Okay. So, we're going to have to get in there and replace the fascia without impacting the roof, and that could be done. Uh but that's probably the that's probably the first thing you want to do. It's a shame they didn't do that if the roof I know. was new and they got all this dry rot while well, you're already up I know. there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and hopefully we don't have the dry rot that's creeped into the or crept into the uh, uh, decking roof decking or, or the or the rafter tails. Uh, I would tell you to call. We have a, a a small roofing company called Georgian Sons Roofing, okay. and they have a carpenter that they use that does nothing but just replace fascia and dry rot around roofs. His name's Rob, and replacing fascia, Christy, is a hard job as for a do-it-yourselfer. Uh, okay. Cutting the cuts and getting it mounted, it's all doable, but it is kind of a hard job, 
especially doing it in a way that you're not destroying or impacting or causing a problem with the existing roof. So I'd pay to have that done, okay? Okay. And then once it, you can order the wood and you can prime it with Kills Exterior Primer, then have him cut it and install it and then paint it when it's in place. And now we've got all the fascia in a position, if the drip edge was installed correctly, that now that fascia ought to be good if you're painting it every 7 to 10 years for another 30 years. Boom, fascia's done. Okay. Now we come down to the windows, and I would tell you that I would call Pella and have him come out and give you proposals for the Impervia fiberglass window. And, again, that's not a very good do-it-yourself project because it's a stucco house, and what we've got to do is be very, very careful how those new windows get installed so that they don't cause a leak problem. There are other ways you can install new windows. You can actually take the glass out, and there's window manufacturers that build what's called overframes, and they simply mm -hmm. snap the overframe over the existing frame, and then the new windows snap inside that. To me, that's acceptable if we're extremely budget-driven, but it gives you a very clunky look. The frames look very heavy and clunky. They're not very architecturally pleasing. So there's the roof, fascia, there's the windows, and the garage door I would just call uh, if it's an aluminum. Is it is it a door that rolls up and it's in four sections, or is it one big door that just tilts up? It's a four-section door, okay. and we actually have two of them. We've got the two-car section and then the single-car section also. Okay. So we've got two, two damaged garage doors. Okay. Well, are, and they're probably not insulated? No, they're not. Yeah. I would tell you to call a authentic garage door. Have them come out and give you an estimate. Check the operation of the automatic openers and give you an estimate for two steel-insulated overhead doors. I think you'll be surprised how affordable they are. And at that point, you're in pretty good shape. Now, you bought a fixer-upper to fix up and to flip and sell, or because it was a good buy, you're just going to fix it up for yourself and stay there? We're fixing it up for us and staying here. It's a really good area, and we got a, a great deal on it. So Perfect. Hoping to be a forever home. All right. Well, listen, as you're working on your forever home, you continue to reach out to us. If, if you'd like, uh, I'd be more than happy to stop by. I could kind of back up this advice with a personal visit, put my eyes on the property. Uh, you could send pictures to info at rosieonthehouse.com. Uh, let's see what we can do about helping Christy make the forever home just exactly perfectly right. And in a case like that, especially when you're bringing on a number of new projects, the Home Zada Premium a user is a great application for, you know, once she's got the estimate from a authentic garage door, from Pella, from George and Sons, you know, it'll help you budget and lay out a timeline on getting those executed. And, you know, multiple people in the home all are on the same user. So if the husband's there, he's got updated information on completing part of the project or the wife, you know, it's all one user so you can help manage and keep track of these things and at the point you know it's a forever home for her so that's great 
at the point it would ever be sold, though, you have this entire history of your home. So the next homeowner coming on can see, all right, I've got a, a home and here's what's taken care of. Yeah. And here's my estimated. It'll give you your energy costs, your utilities. You know, That's not a hard number to calculate. This will kind of help you know the maintenance budget of the home. Oh, yeah. That the roof is going to be out of warranty in 10 years and here's the expected cost a full replacement at that point. You know, it will, it'll help you make better home buying decisions. If it's a forever home and, you know, you've got the time to gradually get projects done and invest, that's great. Somebody, you know, not everyone's in that situation. So it'll help and change the home buying uh, in the future and give anybody a great competitive advantage if you're on the same street selling to a new buyer. Here's the maintenance diary documented all yeah. right here. I had a I had a I was visiting someone who wanted a kitchen remodel in Scottsdale and uh I was I always ask, you know, how long are you gonna be in the house? He says, Oh, this is my die in home. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's a new term. <laughs> All right. We got Sandy you in can... Moon Valley. Jeff uh has a an interesting testimony he'd like to give. Let's go to Jeff first and then we'll jump up to Sandy in Moon Valley. You can check out the homes audit, Rosie on the house dot com by clicking log in. Let's get to Jeff and see how we can help him. Good morning, Jeff. Good morning. Thanks. Um, This is just a thank you call. Okay. Uh, I had called you a few months back uh, in reference. I was talking about watching baby hummingbirds out my window. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, What I needed help with was replacing uh, valve stems in a shower in a 50-year-old mobile home. Right. promptly advised me not to do right. my own. <laughs> yeah. That that can be that can be the beginning of a real big mess. So what yeah. did, what did you end up doing, Jeff? I ended up <clears throat> excuse me, I called your reference. Okay. That it was not within my budget. Okay. Because, and what ended up happening was I got in touch with Habitat for Humanity. Yes. They came out, they took part of the wall out replumbed it they put in this valve that looks like a metallic octopus yes <laughs> and it's it's all on a universal ball they uh found out as we were talking they gave me a new water heater they fixed i had no ac for five years they fixed that my toilet was about ready to go through the floor they fixed that but they advised me you know, if I shared this, this is emergency only. They don't want a lot of calls. Right. Or, you know, let's fix up my house. But I have to tell you, I'm in a retirement community of 160 units, and most of the people I talk to here listen to your program. Because even though a lot of your stuff is not within our budget, a lot of your stuff, especially gardening, is within it so we take heed and we thank you well jeff we appreciate the phone call and the kind words and hats off to habitat for humanity one of our uh we we support habitat in big big ways and that a little short story on that is as our company was growing of course in in visibility and in size we were hit by virtually every charity in imaginable and we kind of gave to all of them 
And it occurred to me maybe if we focused and consolidated our efforts, Habitat for Humanity seemed to make all the sense to us since it was a housing-related endeavor. We were a housing-related endeavor. So we've had a long, long, strong, strong relationship with Habitat for Humanity. Thanks for giving us that testimony. Let's jump out to Moon Valley and see if we can bring Sandy into the conversation real quick. Again, if you're a regular listener of the show, you may have our toll-free number memorized. It's not working today. If you'd like to get in, we now have an open line at 602-277-5827. Let me hear from you and hear what kind of project you're trying to tackle and see how we can help you. Good morning, Sandy. Hey, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. You bet. Um, I have a basement home that was built in 87 in Moon Valley, um, located somewhere between Coral Gables and Greenway off of Forest Drive. Okay. And um, the basement has three full-size windows that are all below ground, so they have a um, like a egress, I guess, around them for, yeah. yes. for exiting. Yes. And the egress, it has a ladder built in, but one of them is fairly rusted. Um so I'm looking for a source or, or some other maybe method of replacing this, or, or do you know of anything or anyone that does that? I've, yeah, I've, we do. What, what we're going to do, I have a, I have a, a favorite little uh, wrought iron contractor that could certainly create the little ladder excess. That, uh, and, and what I would do is ask you to send me a picture because some of those ladder accesses actually are attached to a galvanized piece of metal that wraps around the window to create a light well. And the secondary use for that light well is an escape hatch like you've got. And what we don't want to do is we don't want to go in there and break those rusted ladder steps off if they're attached to the galvanized. We're going to detach them in a way that we're not going to destroy the integrity of the galvanized protected liner, and we may just then break them, cut them, and then set the ladder independent, free, and remount it completely separate from that. And there's a there's a little company that does a lot of work, a lot of little rod iron work like that. And um, we're going to give you his name and number. His name is the company name is Les Freitag, and we're going to put you on hold. We'll have Jennifer take a look at that number, and we'll go from there. At that point, we're going to need to take a little break. We've still got an open line if you'd like to get in at 602-277-5827. When we get back, we'll talk to Mike in Peoria. On this beautiful Arizona Saturday morning, we move into Peoria. Bring Mike into the conversation and talk a little bit about uh, do-it-yourself concrete countertops. All right. Tell us about your project, Mike. Hi, good morning. Uh, yes, I'm going to make a, um, a bar top, uh, lightweight concrete, uh, probably about 30-inch wide, uh, close to 8 foot long. Just trying to figure out which is the best product to use for that. Interior, exterior? Exterior. And you said bar top, so it's uh, both eating, drinking, lots of direct yep. sunlight. Well, there will be some shade on it, yes. But well, concrete's definitely most, the product most. that's going to last the longest for you in that application. Is the sorry, what is the existing base already there? Do we have to build up the bar top? I'll build up the, the frame. 
to to pour this into. Okay. Have you been down to Coe Hills or found them by chance? No, I have not. Okay. Coe Hills Building Specialties, and they're open Saturdays until noon, um, is a great location. I mean, anything decorative, concrete, countertop. That's where it is done. Uh, and, okay. and not just countertop. Anything decorative, concrete. Coe Hills is... That's all they specialize in, and they do have a number of products for concrete countertops. In fact, I even I did this on my home in the laundry room as a test for the first concrete countertop I did. You know, they the kits come with foam uh, for the forms on the side, and just put the okay. forms on, attach it, pour your concrete, whatever type of coloring additive you want to add to it, uh, different types of finish. I would suggest. Not getting uh, on on a countertop on the outside. I would do it as smooth as you possibly could, because that dirt buildup. You know, you don't want it getting in the cracks or none stamp the patterns. None or of no. the textured finishes. No, 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 no. Do okay. it as smooth as you can, and have bull nose edges so you can just take the hose and hose it off, and get a big scrubber out there and wipe it off after the monsoon blows through. But they, they've got the kits and everything there, Mike. It's going to be the best way for you to go. And I would I would encourage you to build a little table and try a top, you know, maybe a two-foot by two-foot, just yes. to get familiar with working it and what consistency you want on it and how much you have to trowel it. But make a little sample top first before you put the – real top on you'll be glad you did because you'll learn a few things on that first one uh because once you get that concrete top put on your barbecue uh it's it's kind of hard to do anything with it <laughs> sounds good where is co hills it is 3825 east and street uh i-10 in the 32nd street exit and okay. i was wrong it, it is they are open till 11 on saturdays and Man, I tell you what, have you ever gone to the Peppercorn Cafe? Nope. I don't, oh, man, they got a nice cafe right I there. haven't. I don't know if it's open on Saturdays. but So, Mike, you'll, you'll love the concrete. It works real well. Uh, and they'll be able to tip you off on the right sealers when you're out there uh, barbecuing or serving uh, the uh, buffet line with the salsa and the guacamole and you know everything else you you will want to seal that when you're done and they'll be able to line you out all the way from beginning to end okay my friend all right hey all right appreciate it thank you gentlemen keep us posted mike uh oh I, and it's a pepper sauce cafe they're not open it's an uh, industrial part i i wasn't sure if it would a weekend oh yeah, yeah. no no it, not in the industrial area it, it's it's down there by co hills but just mm-hmm. south of the airport there and right. Co Hills does a lot of do-it-yourself sessions from time to time, so you can see if they've got classes scheduled coming up and go down there and Those learn hands-on. help a lot because, I mean, we've done enough concrete countertops. They're a lot of work. And, and if, you want to, if you want it to cantilever over just a little bit, to hang over the bar so your bar stools can tuck up under you, then that's another whole level of complication you're adding to it and how to form that up and how to support it while it cures and how to keep it from – it always wants to crack right there where the countertop, where the cabinet ends and the overhang begins. And there's nothing 
worse than getting your concrete countertop in and then seeing it crack. Get out, dog it. <laughs> All right, Chuck in Gold Canyon, Vince in El Mirage. We'll get to y'all. Hang on, and then uh, I understand I didn't quite answer the question on the basement window, so I'm going to take her offline as well. Coming back in the 10 o'clock hour, we're going to be talking about touring the great state of Arizona and checking out great places to look at landscaping ideas. <laughs> 